This is the Big BM. Analyzing now. A bi-weekly podcast for the Baylor Medicine Internal Medicine Residency Program. Stand clear. Welcome to the Big BM. Welcome to the premiere episode of a podcast for the Baylor Internal Medicine Residents, the Big BM. I'm Jefferson. Hey, it's Jackie. Hey, it's Eva. Hi, it's Holland. Tony here. And we're the rising chiefs for the 2020-2021 year. So guys, there's a lot of podcasts out there. What's the point? What are we doing here? Holland, you take this. Well, we're super excited to let everybody um, get a better sense of who everybody else in the program is and learn a little bit more about some of our uh, leadership, our program director, kind of more than maybe just duty hours and uh, make things a little bit fun, build a sense of community. It's hard to keep up, right? And we got to stay together and we got to try to like... Even uh, in these unprecedented times, especially in these These are unprecedented times. times. There's no question about that. So this podcast will serve as a mode of communication across all pavilions, keeping everybody connected and in the know. It'll be released every other week and consist of a few pre-recorded segments, a dedicated Hamill time to give Dr. Hamill the space to speak whatever he chooses, and finally a one-on-one five-minute sit-down giving the microphone to somebody interesting in the program and hearing what they have to say. So let's get started. Our first segment is a matchup between Foddy's and Eminem Grill. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! So I'm... Anna Gravier Sims. I am a PGY3. Oh, Fadi's hands down. We had our ICU team dinner there um, this past year, and there were like 16 of us. The fellows came to. It was great. We gorged ourselves on Fadi's buffet. Hi, I'm Hal. I'm PGY3. Uh, I like Fadi's. Uh, it's healthier. Um, but you know, if you're at the VA and you want something very greasy, Eminem Grill's right there for you. Hi, my name is Sarah Drury and I'm a PGY1. Well, I'm going to have to say Fatties. Uh, we have something at Bentov called Fatty Wednesdays, and I'm always looking forward to those. Um, the restaurant itself has a variety, has a huge buffet. There's a, you know, a couple locations around Houston. And, you know, it's great for big groups. Now, Eminem is great, too, because it's right next to the VA. So if you have a day call on a weekend and you want to order food with your team, um, they're a wonderful option as well. Hi, my name is Max Shannon. Um, you know, I, I've actually never gone to Eminem Grill myself. Yeah, it's only ever delivered to the VA for me since it's literally right across the street. Uh, but I love bodies, and um, they have great food, they have a great selection, um, it's an experience going there. Uh, I, this is a fun fact that I learned that all the different locations of bodies are owned by different members of their family. And so I will say, from my experience, the one in Meyerland is hands down the best out of all of them. They're all the ones I've been to at least. 
was I mean, clearly hands down. It was Fadi's. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it, much of I a mean, debate. Fadi's, yeah. The residents love Fadi's, but like, but like, guys, can you think of Fadi's Wednesdays at Bentub? Like, there's nothing better. Like, people wait for noon to come around. The mango habanero burger at Eminem. Oh my god! Ooh, deep cut. It, That's it, a deep it, cut. No, that is like a. That's like a. It's a must-have. For our next segment, we asked some of the graduating PGY3s what were their favorite memories during their training, a segment called The Sign Out. Toast to the ones here today. Toast to the ones that we lost on the way. Cause the dreams bring back all the memories. And the memories bring back memories. Bring back your... Hi, this is Nico Herrera. Um... I wouldn't call it one particular moment, but my favorite moments in residency is kind of being on nights. Usually when I'm either on in-house or when I'm in the ICU, I kind of hang out in the ICU room. And in that moment, usually it's, you know, the upper-level ICU resident, the intern ICU, the um, in-house resident, and the night float, and sometimes even the neurology resident who is acting as a neurologist, but is actually an internal medicine resident. <laughs> All of us just kind of stay in the ICU, hang out, catch up, and kind of take care of any issues that arise in the hospital. Um, and you know, it just feels really good to be with your co-residents, but also to take care of patients and do what we're here for. Hey, this is Mike Hughes. I'm a PGY3. I have a lot of good memories uh, from wards, actually. Most of them are from intern year for whatever reason, but, um, the, you know, actually it was from ICU. One of my co-interns and I were here and was like, 10 p.m. and like we couldn't go home because things kept happening over and over and over again and I don't know just like <laughs> it got kind of funny and, and we had like a, we had a good time so I don't know the days can be slow sometimes but the residency goes by so so fast um, just trying to from the beginning realize that these are going to be good experiences and meaningful experiences and trying to um, sort of mentally log log it I think is is an important um, thing that I wish I had done more I'm just crying right now but it's happy it's no, happy tears it's everyone's favorite memories were all the same thing it was all just about being together like at work taking care of patients whether it's late and, nights or yeah long they were days. all the same thing yeah can't touch this can't touch this stop hamel time okay now it's hamel time stop it's Hamel time. Hamel time is a great opportunity for Dr. Hamel to kind of uh, give us any updates, um, tell us about the importance of duty hours, and uh, maybe for us to also just learn a little bit more about uh, Dr. Hamel other than duty hours and ACGME surveys. Take it away, Dr. Hamel. Stop. Hamel time. 
The ACGMEA survey was originally sent out uh, to be completed uh, earlier this spring, but because of the COVID uh, pandemic thing, it's, it was delayed and it's been delayed. Our completion date is June 26th. Uh, we will be sending it out next week, uh, the first week of June, so that the house staff and the faculty can make it out. It's very important. We need to have at least 70% completion in order to see the data. Historically, we've had 95, 96% completion, so we appreciate that the residents do fill that out. And it's an important date, and it's, it's important to be honest on the survey, but realize that for the last, um, like I said, for the last couple of years, we have been cited for this 80-hour work week, and uh, that's an important parameter that we would, we've been working very hard. Realize that we did a lot of things this year in order to try to relieve residents so that they didn't violate the 80 hours. You know, we put in the extra teams at Ben Taub and the VA, extra admitting resident, and we talked to the people in the ICUs to try to get the residents out at an earlier time. So we are responding to those concerns, and, but this is important, and we do need your uh, uh, cooperation in order to complete the survey. It should only take you a few minutes. Very important ACGME survey. Data is really important. We all love data. Duty hours. <laughs> <laughs> he, sign, he signs the paychecks. <laughs> to conclude each podcast, we'll have a five-minute one-on-one sit-down with somebody interesting in the program, and we couldn't be more delighted to have Cody Moore on our premiere episode discussing an enlightening piece of literature. Please enjoy. Hello, my name is Cody Moore, and I'm a current PGY3 IM resident and soon-to-be academic hospitalist at the Houston VA. The new chief residents reached out to me to see if I'd be willing to discuss literature. I think it's important for us as internal medicine residents to stay in touch with or to make new connections with the humanities, whether that's literature, philosophy, or history. My own background is in history and philosophy, but during residency, I developed a keen interest in literature and have made that one of my areas of interest. Today, I want to discuss one of my favorite novels by one of my favorite authors, and that is The Plague by Albert Camus. Maybe it's trite to discuss this during a global pandemic, but on the other hand, what better time could there be to discuss The Plague? The Plague was written in the 1940s by Camus. Camus was a French Algerian born in Northern Africa who moved later to Paris. During World War II, he was part of the resistance to the Nazi occupation of France, he was the editor of the most important resistance journal. He engaged in acts of sabotage and lived in constant threat of execution. He wrote the plague during the occupation of Paris, and some see it as an allegory for that event. The plague is set in a port city in northern Africa. There's really nothing special about this city. People go about their lives, they do their jobs, they go to movie theaters, they have affairs, they go to the beach, they go to church. And then all of a sudden they start seeing rats everywhere. And this is the first sign that something is coming. They then see a slow trickle of people falling ill, and then all of a sudden, boom, the bubonic plague just takes off in the city. The novel mostly follows a certain character named Dr. Ryu. And I think Dr. Ryu is an important character for internal medicine residents. 
I read the novel most recently about one year ago, and I made a comment to my co-resident at the time that I thought that Dr. Ryu should be the patron saint of internal medicine residents. He works tirelessly, is patient, suffers long, but always holds fast to the idea that there is more work to be done, more people to care for. So focusing on the themes of the novel, the key theme is the contrast between what is called everydayness and the absurd. Now these words are not found in the novel itself, but these ideas are explored in Camus' more technical philosophical words. So what is everydayness? Everydayness is just as it sounds. We go through our daily lives, we have our routines and habits. We go here, we go there, we do this, we do that. The idea is that we do this unthinkingly, uncritically. We're stuck going through the motions, so to speak. And the danger of this is that we fall into living a second-hand life. We go through our routines, and that's it. We're just passing through time, but in some sense, not truly living. In contrast to this is the idea of the absurd. Now, I want you to get rid of whatever you think of when you think of the word absurd, because for Camus, this is a technical term. This is capital A, absurd. The absurd for Camus harkens back to its Latin roots, out of silence, or more plainly, something that doesn't give an answer. So the image you want to have when you think of the absurd for Camus is the image of a desperate man or woman crying out, Why me? And just crickets. Nothing. No response. There's no why. There is no reason. It's absurd. In the novel, the absurd takes the form of the plague. The absurd is this great eruption that emerges, and it shows the contingency of our everydayness. It shows us the value of all the things that we hold dear, but do so unthinkingly. It disrupts our routines, our habits, our relationships, our jobs. It threatens our lives and the lives of the ones we love. It threatens to undo what everydayness has built up. So the question is, how do we confront the absurd? What do we do when we're confronted by situations that are so starkly different from our normal? How do we respond to this? These are the questions that Camus is asking in the novel. He shows us multiple answers. You see denial. You see a character attempt suicide. You see a character retreat into religious dogmatism. You see a character who spends the majority of the novel desperately trying to flee from the city. These are all attempts to escape from the absurd, but there is no escape. The hero of the novel is Dr. Ryu, and Dr. Ryu embraces the path that Camus thinks we ought to take, and that is the path of solidarity. The salvation that we need from the absurd is not found by escaping or ignoring the absurd. The freedom and only victory we gain is by building relationships and communities with one another and fighting the absurd together. The salvation we are looking for is in the people who stand beside us and work with us. That's a really important theme, and I think it really speaks to us in the experience of residency. Even before the COVID pandemic, one could make the case that residency itself was a manifestation of the absurd. We are thrown into situations that are bizarre, that are uncanny. We see life in extremis. There are a lot of ways that we can respond to this. Ultimately, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is to look in the eyes of our coworkers and just share those moments and say, hey, this sucks. There's work to be done, and we're going to do it, but we're going to do it together. So those are some of my brief thoughts on Camus' The Plague. Obviously, you should read the book. It's fantastic. Thank you.
Wow. That's amazing. Oh my God. I really needed to hear that. No, a hundred percent. I mean, it speaks so true, like to the moment that we're in, but just like he said, the overall experience of residency, like pandemic completely aside. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's a real, uh, I guess, window into Cody's mind. I understand a lot more about why he chose to work at the VA after residency. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, I think we'll conclude our first podcast. Thank you to everybody who submitted audio clips and thank you to everyone who was involved. Like we said at the beginning, the purpose of this is to create community. So if you're interested in hosting a podcast, submitting a new podcast segment idea, send us an email at imchiefs at bcm.edu. We're so excited for the coming year. We can't wait. Yeah. The Big Beat.